Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. And you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the App Store. And with the sad news of Holden's demise, we thought we'd look at some classics from their 160-year history and open the doors to the Classic Cars Corner. This is the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. And for the first time in 2020, please welcome back to the driver's seat, the great man himself, the expert on all things classic cars. And you can even ask him questions on our Ask the Experts tab on the driver's seat app. Please welcome back Malcolm Owens. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Happy New Year, Mate. although it's kind of February. It's a bit late for that, isn't it? Gone. <laughs> There's so much has gone on between last or between Christmas and now. We don't even talk about it. It's, it's, uh, no, the lovely fast. XC with a big Kubota on it, which looks great. Beautiful. Uh, yes, yeah. it's been getting... Mustang uh, with Kubota on it. Yes, a couple of those. Yes, yeah, a couple of Mustangs. Those. We've, even, we've even got a supercar, Gary Jacobson and the guys from MSR and Yellow Cover. They've uh, got uh, Kubota down the side of it. So it's it's... Club Kubota down here at uh, at Adelaide. Let me give you the strong tip. So what do you want to talk about today, Matthew? Well, obviously during the week it was announced that the the demise of the Holden moniker in Australia there they're up stumping it's you can't you're not going to be able to buy a Holden as of the end of this year. So Stevie J and I when we we're on the plane flying down here thought what's a good what's a good segment and what's a walk down uh, memory lane that's relevant at the moment and it's definitely Holdens because People sure. love this brand, even though they don't like buying it in the modern day. But back in the day, it was what's what's the the commercial meat pies and kangaroos, and kangaroos holding cars and all that sort of stuff. And surely some of those must have become classics. Oh, absolutely! And, and as Stevie just said before about the um, the XD, that even Holden fans were coming up and saying, "I love the car; it looks great." I mean, I think every fan of motor racing, of cars, of Australian manufacturing would be really sad to see the loss of, of that brand in, in some form or another. And hopefully it'll get brought back at some some point on some cool different vehicles that are imported. But at the moment, we're just going to have to do with what we've got. And there's a lot of them in Australia still. So plenty of opportunity for people to get themselves a, a really nice Holden Classic in the short term. Well, my old man, uh, he started obviously in a Holden, if, if, if people didn't know. I mean, I know you guys know, but... Um, he, he turned his FX Holden into a, uh, I wouldn't even say into a race car. It, it didn't take him as long <laughs> to turn his FX into a race car as what it's taken us to turn an XD road car into a race car. Let me give you the tip. He got to the track, slapped around number 38J on the side of it, there and off go. he went. There you go. Um, so, I mean, that for me, uh, and obviously I've, I've grown up around racing and and. Obviously, what Dad's done. Obviously, growing up around Peter Brock as well, um, and what he's raced. So, but but that that sort of 
era FX FJ for me. Uh, I loved, I loved Dad's Tirana. I know my sister cried her eyes out when he sold that car um, from from our home at Daisy Hill, and it, and it went to a new owner uh, before he moved into the the hardtop, the Falcon hardtop. So, I mean, do you have to go back that far, Malcolm, or or are you still looking at you know, I guess the the VB Commodores and stuff now, like we're seeing a new VB Commodore and TCM. Is that sort of now classified as that that next sort of classic car? Well, pretty much all of them are, because if you look at it, really, we've got uh, over the last few years, before any of this came up, really, even before um, 17, when when local production really ceased in Australia, is that there was a whole investment group getting onto the Australian muscle cars um, because they have a, um, a, a massive upside, because if you think about the traditional investments of classics as an investment, the Porsches, the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis, they've already gone up out of sight. You know, some of those are half a million, two million, 800,000 plus. So your average investor can't really get onto those. But people were getting onto some of the um, Australian-made classics. You know, we've got the Ford Phase 3 GDO HO that, you know, people were buying for 50, 60 grand. They're now over a million dollars. You've got A9X Tiranas, SLR 5000 that are selling for over 300. Yep. Bonaros, XB Coupes. Now, I mean, when I was young, getting an XB Coupe for six grand. Now they're over 200. So people are seeing that... Um, that potential in the Australian-made cars. Also, as we know, nostalgia plays a big part in the collectability and desirability of cars. And so some people um, forget about the investment. They just might want to get a hold in, in the shed. So there's two segments, the investment potential, rare Australian classics, and that's very real, real and going up. And if you look at the, um, the Shannon's auctions or the Lloyd's auctions, you can see some pretty amazing results coming out of those. Plus, then you also got a group of people that just want to get themselves something that's over 25 years old that they can drive around on the weekend, maybe something that their dad had or maybe they had when they were young, just to relive the memory. So we're really covering everything from about $10,000 up to $200,000 plus. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty and plenty of options out there. And and I, it's a Holden and it's a Ford, and I just cannot believe that they – we still get that value, like the GDHOs and that kind of stuff, and the and the original Monaros, two and three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I just you'd pay that for a Ferrari, but you but people clearly want to pay that for even more, up to six hundred thousand for. A, I saw I saw a good Ferrari today for six hundred thousand. Yeah, it was pretty good. It only it's, had you know, it only had uh, two and a half thousand k's on it. it Testa Rossa, you'd look good in that in a Ferrari. And when you, I, re- I reckon, oh. <laughs> I reckon, I reckon, I'd look bloody good. <laughs> Shut up, Matthew. Um, <laughs> when you drive them, they're not actually that good. You know, the, the memories are better than the than the hysterics. But the thing is that people want them; they love them. And so, longer term, the last of the Holden five liter V8 Utes, they're going to be highly sought after, as will be the last of the HSV special vehicles. So they're not classics yet, but they're future classics. Well, also you... the last Commodore. Sorry, the sorry, last no, Commodore tip to be highly collectible. So obviously, they are only a couple of years old. So if you wait for the the new car devaluation to hit and just buy at the right time before the prices start to rise again. Um, you can get yourself a nice little car. And, um, and there's people saying that they get, these things are going to go up to several hundred thousand dollars. I and mean, you know, people are going, no way. But I would have said that about a XBGT or a, um, or a Monaro going back all the years. And, you know, there was um, 2.4 million Commodores made from the, the VB right through to the, um, the VF. And, even now, like the early VBs from '78, you're really looking at really getting that up to the fifteen to twenty thousand mark for a decent one. 
Oh, and, dear, um, dear. The, 15 to 20. I know, and that, that's completely standard. You think the, the VF, which is the latest one, you can get one now, I checked online today, from 23 grand. So it seems to be always the first and the last is the most collectible, I think. So if, if like me growing up, that's excluding like things like Brock Commodores. And, and that's that what I was going to say. The, yeah. thing, the thing for me when I was growing up, because my old man used to work at Holden years and years and years ago, and very occasionally, because he was PB, one of PB's mates, we got an HDT VK Blue Mini to drive around. And when my dad came around and picked us up on that in the weekend, I thought that was the bee's knees. I mean, what kind of money is a an HDT VK Group ASS Blue Mini commanding now, Mel? Are they what kind of dollars are they up in the twos and threes and four hundreds like a GDHO? No, they're not. Um, the last one sold recently for one hundred and sixty-five thousand, um, and they're they're, they're going to go up from there. I mean, they only made um, five hundred and two of those things. Um, they they spiked after Peter's Brock died. Um, that's when they first sort of hit the hundred thousand dollar mark. Yeah. Um, so in two thousand and eighteen, one sold for around about one hundred and fifty grand. Um, wow. So expect the values that's, on that's those value. To go I reckon up. that's value. That's value. That I would pay one hundred and fifty grand for a blue mini, an original blue mini. I would. I'm not going to be able to yeah, get Pete so. to sign it again anymore, but I would I would definitely pay 150 for a Blue Mini wow. every day of the week. So the other one around then is the 88. Johnson's looking at me shocked. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> you wouldn't have one? I mean, I know you're a Ford family, Steve Johnson, but you wouldn't have a Blue Mini or, you know, a, a VL Group A or, a, you know, the old Walkinshaw yeah, I want bread the wagon. One with the, with, I want the one with the... the the uh, barbecue on the boot. Yeah, yeah. You, the bread wagon. <laughs> the bread wagon, yeah. <laughs> they are sensational. The Tupperware yeah. machine. The, the Tupperware machine. they got 65 kilograms of fiberglass on those, including the bird bath rear spoiler. They were um, 45 grand new. So now the price range from 70000 up to two hundred plus. Um, wow. 750 of those were made, and the best price at auction was uh, in 2018 for 340000 Oh, Jesus. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Big 350k. Yeah, but how good were they? I mean, that was before your racing time, Steve. Not long before your mm. racing time, but but the the VL Group A, yep. sensational. Yeah. Larry I mean, Birkin, love them. Oh, they're good, he says. No, they are good. They are good. I, I must admit, you know, I love that era. I love watching. I love watching, you know, Brock in the wet at Bathurst and, you know, like yeah. the, those those – primarily white with the red tail, blue front, you know, mobile cars. It was, um, th- that was, you know, I remember all that, funnily enough, Matthew. I know I haven't got a very good memory usually, but I do remember <laughs> that sort of stuff. But if you remember, if you remember really that era of racing, that the whole thing of, you know, um, win on Sunday, buy on Monday, sell on Monday sort of thing was, was very popular and they had to produce 500 cars. Well, really it was a run of 5,000 with 500 Bathurst specials. To, yep, to be cool. eligible to race. So you, then you got some really cool stuff being made, like the A9X hatch that obviously Peter drove. So one of those now is well over 250,000. Um, wow. You got the 68 HK Monaros, you know, that they, they were 3,700 new. You know, those things are going up to ridiculous amounts of money. You know, again, up, up around 300 odd thousand. So if you want to be collectible, there's lots of those sorts of cars around. But even going to car shows, you see them, and these things are pristine. I mean, half of them arrive on a trailer. They're not driven. It's a real shame to see that. No. 
you got to be able to drive fast. Back, yeah, and even if you go back to the first Holden, you know, the uh, the FX, which was the 48215 and 48, even those for a good one today is somewhere between twenty and 40,000, depending on, on the condition, the originality, how well it's been Crazy. restored. So, yeah, wow. and then even going from there to, like, the FJ, which was sort of the quintessential... I guess, um, 60s sort of growing up second-hand car because they were around in the mid-50s. They were around a £1,000 each. And um, even today, those things are up as high as 50 grand. You can't imagine what they're going to be like in 100 years. But, uh, Malcolm, we have a mailbag here at the driver's seat. We get lots of race questions about racing and when's the XD and, uh, you know, when's Jamie Wincup going to retire, yada, 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 yada. <laughs> and amazingly, when we were, we were diving through the mailbag, there came a question for you from Dougie, oh, really? big Doug, the Dougster, uh, said, <laughs> would you rather a 54 Austin Healy or 64 Jag E-Type? The Jag is a little beat up, so price will end up being similar. That, to me, is a request for advice. So feel free to uh, give advice to Big Doug on how he should spend his hard earned. It's actually a very easy question. The E-Type Jag, for sure, has much more earning the potential. They're the same price, and the Jag's a bit tatty because it's worth more. So you buy that investment potential over time. Is you don't have to restore it day one, you might be able to register it, drive it, and then just over time, over a decade, start to um, restore it. And, you know, depending on condition, I mean, if it's got rust holes and it's absolute rubbish, well, that's not going to be any good. But I think longer term, you're going to get a much better car and a better return out of the Jag. Hope that helps you, Dougie. And thanks for getting in touch. And you can do the same by downloading the Driver's Seat app and sending in your questions. Malcolm, thanks for your time and inviting us into the Classic Cars Corner. Thank you. That was the Classic Cars Corner. For Kubota. Building Australia. We'll revisit the Classic Cars Corner again next month, but don't go anywhere. Up next, our race rewind. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, Building Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.